from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. They're also um, having a lot of trouble finding high school level math and science teachers. There's also pretty big demand for foreign language teachers, custodians, food service workers. It's especially difficult to hire people this late in the summer. How um, race and history is power and inequity. LGBTQ issues. What are salaries like overall? Not great. (laughs) So actually, Missouri is one of the lowest paid states for educators in the country. Have you talked to any educators who've said, yeah, I'm actually at the end of my rope. I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. Yeah, I definitely have. Um, It sounds like people have been really frustrated by the way the last three years went. I'm Jeremy Goodman. Teachers and other educators are facing many pressures these days. That includes challenges posed by the coronavirus pandemic, low pay, and a political environment that's increasingly uh, critical of their work. Joining me in studio to talk about it is St. Louis Public Radio education reporter Kate Grumke. Kate Grumke, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. So I understand that staffing was a challenge even before the pandemic, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So nationwide and here in Missouri, there is an ongoing teacher shortage. And what that looks like here is in the last decade, we've actually seen a 25% decline in the number of people who are signing up for teacher enrollment programs. So a lot less people are interested in becoming teachers. Then on top of that, there's a really high turnover rate in education. So in Missouri, we actually have an attrition rate that's even higher than the national average. And it's not good nationally. So it's a, it's a pretty tough situation where people are both leaving early and not coming in on the front end. It's interesting to hear that it's not only a shortage of people who are prepared to take on these jobs now, but even looking down at the pipeline, fewer people are getting into the field. Yeah, that's so, right. Less people interested. Well, I know you've spoken with people in about a dozen school districts and charter schools in Missouri and in Illinois. What are you hearing from educators right now? Yeah, that's right. So I was really curious to find out if we are seeing big resignations of teachers, because I think we all know the last few years have been really stressful for people. But unfortunately, the state doesn't collect this data and doesn't report it until pretty far out. We won't have a picture of next year until the year after that. And so the best way to kind of get at this is to just start talking to districts. And so I was asking people, How's your staff look like for next year? How were resignations and retirements this year? And what I heard overall is that retirements and resignations are up a little bit. Most school districts were reporting around 5% increase in retirement and resignations. And that sounds kind of low, right? But when you add that to the already existing teacher Uh shortage that's been getting worse every single year, it makes for a pretty frustrating situation for all the districts trying to hire right now. So at this point, if you even have a a small increase or a small decrease in people who want to do the job, that makes a big difference at this point. Yeah, that's right. And even if you only have a few open positions, to have them this late in the summer is also something that's unique. So I talked to the Fort Zumwalt School District about this. They still have about 25 um, positions open for teachers. And they said that usually around this time of year, they'd have five or so. And that's the same for Confluence Academies. They told me um, that it's especially difficult to hire people this late in the summer because for the people who still have openings, you're all kind of competing for the same dwindling pool of teachers. The clock that's is running, smaller. right, for next fall. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that 
from what I'm hearing, school districts, they feel confident that they'll get there eventually, but it's so much later than normal. And so that's making them have to consider creative solutions to this. Well, what are districts doing to try to recruit people? So there's been a lot of districts that increased pay in the last few months. Um, So I heard about salary increases in Melville, Rockwood, Collinsville, Riverview Gardens. St. Louis Public Schools actually did an 8% increase in salaries, and they're going to do 3% for the next two years. So That sounds pretty decent. What are salaries like overall? Overall, not great. (laughs) So actually, Missouri is one of the lowest paid states for educators in the country. So our starting salaries, we rank about 50 out of 51. That's including D.C. Um, And then our average salaries are also, I think, ranked around 47. So Mm. also super low. So Missouri teachers are definitely some of the worst paid in the nation. It's a little better in Illinois, I think. Yeah, much better, actually. Much better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when we talk about trying to uh, attract new people with with promises of a raise or cost of living increases, it's starting from a small number to begin with. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's so tied to districts' tax bases for property values. And Uh so there's also a lot of inequity when you're looking at how teachers are paid in different districts. Have you talked to any educators who've said, yeah, I'm actually at the end of my rope. I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. Yeah, I definitely have. Um, It sounds like people have been really frustrated by the way the last three years went, especially. Um, And then on top of that, there are some surveys that we can point to. So the Missouri State Teachers Association did a survey on how teachers are feeling last year um, in December. And they found that more than half often consider leaving the profession. So it seems like teachers are really, really stressed out. And what was already a difficult job got even worse in the last few years. How, how has it gotten worse? Well, many different ways. <laughs> so I hear <laughs> Let a me lot. count the ways? <laughs> yeah, should we count them? There are a ton. Um, so it's obviously been really difficult to navigate the changing work environment. So imagine that you have to change the way that you do your job every year and even on a week-to-week basis. So Teachers had to go home. They had to teach virtually. Then in the past year, we saw changing mask policies. We saw if there was an outbreak, teachers having to go back to virtual education for Mm -hmm. at least temporary times. And so if you're someone who's trying to navigate all of this, you're learning all this new technology and techniques, it was really difficult. And then on top of that, students are not doing well with this change either. Uh And I think, you know, educators really care about making sure their students are learning. And so if you're feeling that pressure and you're realizing that, you know, you're not really getting through to the kids, it's all just a very difficult situation. And that survey that showed 51% of teachers in Missouri saying they often consider leaving the profession, which sounds like a lot to me. Yeah. One of their top reason was student behavior. Yeah. That's interesting to me because I wouldn't think there's a lot of surprises when it comes to that. Right. Well, I think that part of that, um, from what I heard, is it's some of the mental health issues that we're seeing. And so you might have noticed last school year, a lot of school districts in the area decided to take a full week for Thanksgiving break. So already just a few months into the semester, they were realizing that everyone was kind of in a rough place with their mental health. And I've heard that that is really playing out for students. So the students are kind of having trouble from a social and emotional standpoint, interacting with each other. You know, they didn't just lose academic education while they were virtual, they also lost the ability to interact with each other and make sure that they're not kind of overwhelmed by that. Yeah, the the social education is really important too. Yeah, exactly. And and I've heard some stories about teachers reporting that 
students who were in seventh grade at the start of the pandemic are now going to high school and b- acting like seventh graders still. Yeah, exactly. I hear that all the time. And imagine having to deal with that while you're also trying to get kids caught up on everything. And then we haven't even talked about there's so much political scrutiny and pressure for teachers right now. We've all seen these contentious school board (laughs) meetings. You know, the attorney general has a page where he's asking parents to submit what they think is problematic in schools. That's Eric Schmidt, Missouri's uh, attorney general. Yeah, Missouri's attorney general. And so I think I hear that all of this is kind of contributing to a really tough work environment that was already hard before the pandemic. It's nothing new to want to engage parents in the education of their children, right? Uh, I think it's slightly new to be sort of canvassing for complaints, which is some of the vibe I think I'm seeing. Yeah, I think that teachers feel like they're under increased scrutiny, basically, um, on on political issues like how um, race and history is taught in schools. There's a lot of complaints that the attorney general has published that have to do with that, with power and inequity in schools. And then also LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. There was a, um example of a teacher in southwest Missouri who decided to resign after being asked to remove a LGBTQ pride flag from his classroom. So, that's definitely affecting educators as well. And we've, we've seen a lot of coverage of that around the country. This is a, a national issue right now, but we're, we see that in Missouri, too. Yeah. And we've, you know, we've um, reported on the effort to remove books from school uh-huh. libraries. Those same parents are in Facebook groups together. They're online and they're organizing to find other ways to kind of target those same issues. And the books that were being targeted were overwhelmingly written by people of color, people who are part of the LGBTQ community. And so it seems like that's kind of what's being targeted. What are the complaints about that material? Well, the people who were requesting the books to be removed said that they were inappropriate for children. There were a lot of complaints that they contained what they called pornographic material. That's obviously something that a lot of people push back on and say, these are books by acclaimed authors like Toni Morrison. So this is literature. But um, yeah, that's that's been the main complaint. And I, I think I hear critics say that acknowledging your status as an LGBTQ person is not sexual content, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. It's a lot of um, memoirs and kind of, it's all about identity, I think. Yeah. But it's interesting, the political pressure was not, it was not near the top even for why teachers are considering. It was at the bottom for Missouri teachers. So one thing that was even higher was staff shortages, substitute teacher shortages, and that's something that I heard when I talked to all these districts, too. They said that they are having really, really intense shortages for custodians, food service workers, and then paraprofessionals. So those are the people who um, maybe have a two-year degree, who are kind of assisting teachers in education. And you can imagine if you don't have that kind of extra help in the classroom, your job is going to get even harder. Sounds like a problem that is – there's some negative reinforcement here. There's fewer staff that makes it harder to do the job and makes people think more about leaving. Yeah, definitely. And I heard um, – so I talked to the human resources director for Confluence Academies, um, Dion Edwards, and he said that he's been really keeping a close eye on kind of internal surveys about culture to try to find ways to just kind of address the retention issues. And I think that that's also something – that district leaders, they're trying to listen to teachers more and find ways to support them. Is there different levels of demand for for different job titles in this field? Yeah. So one thing across the board I heard is for teachers, at least, people are really looking for special education teachers. 
They're also um, having a lot of trouble finding high school level math and science teachers, which is a pretty specialized role, you know, someone who might teach physics or something like that. Um, And then there's also a pretty big demand for foreign language teachers. Um, One of the school districts on kind of the outside of St. Charles County actually had to cancel French because they didn't have a foreign language teacher for next year. And that's one of the districts that has only a four-day week. So this is also a trend in Missouri, partially to try to attract more teachers to districts that can't pay them more. They're having school only happen four days a week. So that's another way that districts are trying to get creative and make yeah. the job more attractive. So we're hearing a lot of, about a lot of problems with the job. Uh, what does it look like going forward? Well, what, what what do people want? What do education advocates, what changes do they want to see here? Yeah, so there there is some effort to try to find some solutions at the state level. So this is something that the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, the school board, and then also the legislature have talked about a lot. There is currently a Blue Ribbon Commission, which is made up of former Teachers of the Year, um, business leaders, a lot of different kind of leaders in Missouri, and they're trying to find both what is wrong with the profession, what needs to be improved, and then make some recommendations. So they are going to be meeting, I think it's um, a few more times this summer, and then they'll pre- they'll present a report in the fall, and then I think it's kind of up to the lawmakers to actually implement some sort of policy around whatever they find. Yeah. I imagine it'll probably have something to do with pay sure, <laughs> along sure. with some other stuff. So, so yeah, there are efforts to kind of move this forward a little bit. Kate, finally, have you spoken to some people who said, yeah, times are tough, but I just love this job and I couldn't picture doing anything else? Yeah, I did speak. Um, so Fort Sumwald superintendent is the longest serving superintendent in Missouri. Oh. He is entering his 38th year as a superintendent. And he said that while the last year was really, really tough, in the last few months, he said that it kind of started to seem like it felt back to normal a little bit. So this was when COVID was kind of not as serious and all of the school districts started to kind of relax their mask policies. And he said it made him really optimistic for next year, that he thinks that maybe we're going to start to see some sort of return to not normalcy, but something that is a little less contentious and difficult. All right, let's end on that up, on that upbeat note. right? We, yeah, I'm uh, hopeful that yeah. that's where it will head. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your insights today, Kate. This has been great. Thanks uh, for having me. This episode was produced by Jeremy Goodwin. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.